You are now listening to Black Guy Therapy, a therapeutic podcast. feeling myself yeah i'd be feeling myself feeling myself <laughs> anyway welcome to black guy therapy everybody this is a therapy we call ourselves a therapeutic podcast we are a therapeutic podcast we are a therapeutic podcast for black men designed to vent about things that we generally wouldn't talk about in our daily lives with other brothers mm-hmm. um if this is your first time listening to us welcome i always every single episode I always Say what we are and where we from, what, or not where we from, but what we do, because you never know. We always may be having somebody new. This may be the very first episode, and I know how podcasts are. People will go through a list and just be like, ooh, that one looks, I like the yeah. title. Yeah. <laughs> so Let me check it out. Yeah, so yeah, that's what we are. Um, I like to throw that out there. Anyway, hey, Joe, how are you uh, on this lovely day? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. You know, no major complaints with uh with my personal life but just the overall state of things you know leaves a little bit to be desired yeah things are 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 interesting right now aren't they yeah um say the least yeah it is it uh 2020 i mean i I literally when people had that bingo game card or the bingo card game where they were like just draw random things that that could probably happen in 2020 and like all of these random things are happening I would have never guessed. Right. Like, it's crazy. The things that we have seen so yeah. far, the the unrest yeah. in the streets. I say it's unrest because um, I actually don't say it's unrest. I mean, well, I guess it is unrest, right? People are people are angry. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. We have a lot of people like who look like us who are marching in the street demanding um, rights, right? Yeah. Demanding the rights that we were so promised that we have uh, still haven't received in some instances. In most, yeah, I yeah. mean, um, personal opinion. I mean, so mm, shout out to those people in um, was that Min- is that Minnesota? No, Wisconsin, Wisconsin, yeah. Wisconsin. Yeah, because they out there doing they out there doing doing their work, doing um, the Lord's work. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's 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 interesting. I saw a um, I don't know if you saw this. There was a young lady uh, who was there, and Joe Biden had a. Um, town hall or whatever the church and she was supposed to read off a card but she was like i can't read off this card because i i need to tell you the truth of what's going on here and she literally for four minutes just explained to him like look this is what it is this is what we've been asking and it's like nobody cares wow i did not know about that yeah you might want to look that up i cannot think of that young that young lady's name i watched it yesterday and it was so powerful because you could tell in her voice black woman you could tell in her voice that she's from the community. She grew up in the community and she has made that community her community. She's she's doing what what you need to do in a community. Yeah. And you could just sense all the hurt and pain mm. and anger and just tiredness in her voice. Gotcha. And she's just like, we need help. Like when enough is enough. Yeah. And I just thought about this, too. Uh, I'm so glad that you said that, because whatever it was about what you just said made me remember I made a mistake last episode. I read a story and it was obviously not true about Jacob Blake. Yeah. He is not dead. Yeah. That's, what, that's why living. I was like, I was like, you're sure he's dead? I was like, uh, yeah. I think he's alive. Yeah. I read this story. So it was, it, I, I don't know. But this is why, again, 
we can all fall susceptible to clickbait, I guess. And I I made the mistake of not vetting the source and getting all the details. So I do want to send apologies to his family uh, and then also to the listeners because that was not true. Yeah. And I, I, and I didn't, obviously I didn't, I usually I fact check us on air. Like I try to, I try to do my best, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. um, it was just so much going on. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I didn't, but I, I, I know I remember, I was like, I don't think he's dead. I, was yeah, like, I know he's yeah. paralyzed, but I was like, I don't think yep. he's dead. You and Henry both were saying that. And, and it was weird because I read that a little bit before I came here. Oh, wow. So it was fresh. Yeah. So I was, I was super hot at the time, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I was like, I don't think he's dead, but okay. But I'll tell you what, excuse me. There are, um, there's another young man dead. I saw, uh, oh, what is his name? Dejan Kizzy. Yo, yep. And isn't there somebody else there too? There is, that they and just... I cannot think of his name. Yes. It, it, it hurts me. Yeah. It hurts me to see this over and over. And, and and again, I also, I get it, right? I get that. I get that the media will only take stories that sometimes benefit. Yeah. Benefit, like you said, it's clickbait, right? Yeah. But, I mean, we're seeing this over and over again to the same group of people. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if you saw this or not, but um, I will say this. Uh, did you see, uh, what's his name, Attorney General Barr, how he said that the um, police officers targeting black people and killing them, killing them is is a false narrative. You see that he said it on. I think he's on CNN when he said that. The Attorney General. Yeah, William Barr. Yeah, I know. I know Barr. Yeah, him. I didn't know he said that. Yes, he did. He says a false narrative. He said it's not it's, that that it's not happening that way. You know, it's it, it's weird because I I really I know I say it all the time. Probably said it last episode too, but the reality is no group that's in control is going to want to make themselves look bad or give up that power. So of course, anything to protect the interests of that group, that's what they're going to do. Yeah. And, and I think about at my job, I know I bring this up often, but I was waiting patiently for somebody to mention Jacob Blake or Dijon Kizzy. Every two weeks we have a call where our, our executive leadership kind of gives an update on mm-hmm. the state of the business real quick call. And they, they talked about a lot of the issues and equality that's been not recently discovered, mm-hmm. but has been in our face and has not been addressed by our allies. So they took this position of an ally, a strong ally for the black community. And I was waiting to hear the outrage that right after all of this happened, that motivated our allies to get out there and start speaking out more loudly and more proudly, this happens and nobody's saying anything. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. I, I have to deep sigh, mm-hmm. sigh, right? Like mm-hmm. what did we talk about? It's, and it's been a couple, it's been a couple episodes since we, since we've talked about this, but we've talked about it. I know we talked about it, but what we say, all this, it looks good and gold right now, mm-hmm. but when 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 the bullets start really flying, like who's really gonna care? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yes. And 
it seems like, you know, some warning shots were shot across the bow. Companies and people in general kind of were like, all right, let's let's listen up, right? Yep. Let's let's make some some moves. But now the war has begun. Mm-hmm. And like you, a lot of companies have just kind of you know, it's 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 over, right? Yeah. That that movement, the, although it's the movement is still going on, in terms of companies and and businesses supporting. And and don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that there aren't any. I'm sure there are some. Uh, I'm sure there are many behind the scenes that are still doing the groundwork, mm-hmm. but we don't see that in the media or in the news right. or in in these commercials like they had before. We don't see that anymore. It's yeah. like it went away. You're, no, you're you're absolutely, and it's funny because. I mean, everything at my organization, everything seemed to be geared or directed towards this fight. Yeah. Everything for a minute, a good hot minute. And now it's not. Yeah. And and I remember before I said, I was talking to, to a, a colleague, I said, man, I wonder if this is going to be victimized by selective rage or outrage. Yeah. And is the conversation basically ended like, well, yeah, I guess we'll see. We'll just have to wait and see what happens. And the wait and see wasn't about anybody else being murdered. It was about let's see if the action falls in line with the words. Yeah. And we started to see some actions what looked like it would be beneficial. But then more atrocities take place and there's silence. My thought is if this is as an ally, this is how you feel for real. Then you're going to bring attention to it all the time. Yeah. Because you have not been before. Yeah. You had this awakening, this moment of clarity where you're like, man, I sat here silent for far too long as a white man, a white woman, a whatever. Sat here silent. I did not address or acknowledge the fact that I saw the discrepancy in the treatment of people of color, black people specifically. Yeah. I never said anything all these years. Now I'm a start. You started. Happened again, and you're right back to business as usual. Yep. Yep. And and I don't know. Is it is? <clears throat> and we we may never know this answer. Is it because? I mean, there's so much going on. I mean, we we're, we're we have essentially you know have essentially we are we're in a recession. Mm-hmm. Not I, I don't hell I don't know if it's as bad as it was in 08 or 07. Like, but we're in a recession nonetheless. I mean, people are being evicted. People. Yes. I don't know if you saw that video of. In California, where the constables are having to go and evict all these people, I didn't see that. So sad. It, it was very, very sad. Did you see? I, I'm sorry. I just want to throw something real quick. Did you see the the guy that the landlord hired to evict this older woman? And mm-hmm. he broke down crying because he realized what he was doing, but it was his job. It's like I have to do. And more. And like you said, we're in a recession. Yeah. People don't have the luxury of, you know what? I quit. Yeah. I'm not doing this. Like if he doesn't do that, how does his family eat? Right. And it's, it's just this awful predicament that we're in. Yeah. And the saddest part about it is, and you know this, like I know this anytime major, major recessions or major financial or depressions hit any area. The, the main group or groups that get impacted are going to be the people who are right there teetering the line of poverty. And then those people who are usually like middle class who thought they had it going on started living a little bit above their means. Yep. They lose that job. Now they're also on that poverty line. Yep. The folks at the top, they are just, they will always be just 
fine. They are chilling right now. They are chilling. I've been through some neighborhoods and everybody's got smiles on their faces mm-hmm. and riding their bikes and everybody's happy and it's yep. you know, it's it's uh Dreamville, right? Yes, unfazed. Yes. <laughs> so, um and it sucks. I mean it sucks that it's that way. Um I mean, let's be real, what's the who I mean, this is a saying that everybody always says the rich get richer and the poor don't get anything, but I mean it's true. Um and it sucks. Yeah. Um and I think that this especially in the the age the digital age that we're in now i mean we were in a, a good digital age in 2007 we were like that was the beginning yeah when it, it really was, started yeah it started going hard hard yeah but but now like and, and and don't get me wrong in 2007 we had information on demand we still had google we still had all those things um but now like we got twitter yeah and now you're getting news real time as it happens as people are there yeah you know what I'm saying? So yep. it's just it's just different because now you got people who are able to say, look, this is going on in my city. This is happening. And, and this is this is the repercussions of it. Yeah. And the world is seeing it. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. So I guess it, 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 it makes you ask the question, was this happening before and we didn't know about it? Mm-hmm. Like, has it always been happening or did this is this something that just kind of came around? here in the in the past i don't know three four well four years i mean we're essentially this this cycle this yeah every every four yeah yeah so that's a good question to ask man and and i if i had to i say it this way i don't know if this specifically was happening the way that it is because we know that there's been an evolution on the side of inequality and injustice Mm -hmm. from from the day people were brought to this country as property, that's when that started. Yep. So it's like you, you had to continually improvise and improve the scheme to stay on top. That's just how it go. Yeah. And and I love basketball. I love sports and I love sports analogies. But you look at a team like the Golden State Warriors. Golden State Warriors with the team they had before they got Kevin Durant, they were winning. And they were winning, and they were winning, and they were winning, and everybody started to hate them. Then they go out, and they get probably the best scorer in the NBA, one of the best players to ever play the game, and people are mad about that too. You know what Golden State was thinking? We don't want to stop winning. Yep. So we're going to go, and we're going to do whatever we can to maintain our position. So the question that you asked, has this been happening? Yeah, maybe not like this. But the folks who are in power want to continue to win. Yeah. At any cost. We don't care if you guys think the game is unfair. How many people said that it's unfair that Kevin Durant went to the Warriors? Oh, there's a lot of people that's like, man, they, the West, man, come on, man. Golden State can't even, man, come on, man. It ain't even fair, man. Yes. Now think about that. Now extrapolate that to the world. Yeah. How many people in the world probably think that the United States is unfair? Do you think that the United States and the powers that run it care? Nah, they're trying to get theirs. It's it's a it's a money game. It's a numbers game for them. That's all it That's is. That's it. So. That's and and so when we talk about and I, whatever I don't care. I'm gonna say it. When we have these conversations and we think that you got guys like LeBron James who who I do actually as from person I've never met, he seems to be a really good dude. Yeah. Really I'm, seems to be a, a good dude. I'm a LeBron James fan. Yeah, me too. 
Me too, big fan of him, of his family, of his family life, the family structure, his interaction with his kids, his wife, his mother. I love all of it. But LeBron is is pushing the voting. He teamed up with the Dodgers to make the stadium a voting a place to vote. Yeah. All of these efforts to vote, to vote. We're going to vote and we're going to get we're I'm willing to bet right now we're going to get Biden. We're going to get Biden and Harris. That's that's my thought. I don't don't know right now. Given the electoral college and how I know it operates, that is, that's a good, that's going to happen. That's a good monkey wrench in a plan. You're right. But I'm going, I'm still, I'm going to throw it out there. Let's let's put that, let's put that in the universe. Put in the atmosphere. (laughs) I believe that the, the Biden Harris ticket will win. Even if they win, the folks that move the United States are still going to be moving the United States. So it is way bigger than just a vote. It's cool. Yeah. And it's good to exercise your rights. And as I told you, the only person who's made me see that side of the argument and concede was my mother-in-law. When she said to me, okay, the other piece to this, I don't want to disrespect those who died to give me this right. Yeah. That for me is the most the most critical, crucial element to voting. I'll say that all the time. Yeah, it has nothing to do with the outcome of the vote. The fact that somebody died just so I could do this, I rock with that. Yeah. But that does not change the fact that once that day is over, those folks who are winning before, gonna be winning after. Yeah, I and, agree. And like you just said a minute ago, the attorney general of not one state, not one city, of the United States Apparently, openly suggested yeah. not systemic even suggested. racism. What do you say? I'm gonna give you what exactly what he said. He yeah. said systemic racism in police shootings of black men is a myth. Think about that. That is again the people on top wanting to maintain their position. But well, yeah, I, I agree. I period. Full stop. Mm-hmm. Um. Back to Barr, just because we brought him back up. Mm-hmm. Um, so in his quote, so it, it, to me, when I listened to it, because I, I watched it, and I was like, he kind of said that there's a problem, but he's saying that there's not a problem, right? Because he said, this is this is direct quote, he said, I do think that there appears to be a phenomenon in this country where African Americans feel that they're treated when they're stopped by police frequently as suspects before... Uh, they are treated as citizens. So is that not admitting that you know, like if if a group of people are saying, hey, look, when we get pulled over or when we get, interact with, with, with. Okay, 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 we back, hey. Sorry about that, everybody. We had some technical difficulties. Um, That happens. I mean, we're dealing with technology. Technology. Yeah, it's finicky. And who knows? Maybe it was a picnic. You know what a picnic is? Problem in chair, not in computer. (laughs) First time I heard that, I thought you were talking about the old meaning of picnic. No, 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 no. Problem in chair. Not computer. computer. I got you. Maybe it was me. I don't know. Use the error. Yeah, maybe. So anyway, <laughs> before, uh, before we, we were, were so rudely interrupted literally. by the computer, um, we were talking about uh, 
Attorney General William Barr, and that, um, you know, based his his comment again, and I'm just gonna say it again, just because we're coming back from a break, right? Like. Um, I do not think that there appears to be a phenomenon in this country where African-Americans feel that they're treated um, when they're stopped by police frequently as suspects before they are treated as citizens. Um, now, before, obviously we got cut off, but yeah. you were going into a point where you were saying there is a key word in that whole statement. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll let you go ahead and finish that. I think I think we'll be okay now. Yeah, we, we were right back in where we were. So the key word in all of that is feel. Because feel is not a actuality. It's a feeling. That means that there's room where that feeling cannot be real. Or because it's yours doesn't mean it's the fact for all. So he basically covered his tail by saying they feel. Also, as I'm listening to it again, the word phenomenon, you know, again, I, I talk sports analogies. When somebody, they say somebody's a phenomenon, he's like this rarity. Yeah. This unique this circumstance. Yeah. yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? He's a phenom. So when I hear that, it's this unique circle. It's, it's the weirdest thing. It's so crazy. It's this one off. Black people actually feel like this is the case. So to your, your question was, again, and, and I don't want to misquote it, but basically what you were asking was, did he. Did he admit? Did he admit? Yeah. Did he admit like, well, yeah, there's there's a yeah. there's a problem. And, and my answer is absolutely not because he covered himself with words. And words in this in this dialect that we use mean a lot. Yeah. Which is why you have to pay attention to what you say. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I and I think about it like that. Um and, and that's why I pose the question, right? Um he goes on to say, I don't think that there's I don't think that I don't think that that necessarily reflects some deep-seated racism in police departments or in most police officers. And, I mean, I don't think he's lying there. Mm -hmm. and, and I also think, you know, thinking as a lawyer, I'm putting my lawyer hat on, that is how lawyers cover themselves, Absolutely. right? And they think of all these random what-if scenarios yes. because those random what-if scenarios can literally help them. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Um, William Barr goes on to say um, that he doesn't believe that there's two justice systems because they asked him about, do you think that there's two justice systems is one for um, pe persons of color versus one for um, uh, white people, right? And he goes on to say, I don't, I don't believe that there's two justice systems um, because they asked him why a 17 year old white teenager accused of killing two pro protesters and injuring a third, because we know that happened, mm -hmm. um, was arrested without incident. But Jacob Blake, um, the the black kid, or the black man, I guess he was 29, was shot seven times in the back. You know? So, which I do think that th that has always interests me. Like, yeah, how come we always get shot, but everybody else gets taken into custody? So, there was another story I just read today and I, I pull it up here after we after I say it uh, just to kind of fact check it but to the point there was a uh, uh, an older white gentleman who wound up killing his wife uh, I, I'm, I'm assuming they got into a beef or something like that uh, wound up killing her and then two other people 
shot at the police about 30, 40 times. And the comment was, did all this, but has a mugshot. Yeah. That that was somebody else. Yeah. That looked like me or you would probably have been. Oh, DOA. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and it's crazy to me. Um, just, just thinking about this, are there two justice systems? Um, I, you know, I think I agree with them. I don't think that there's two justice systems, right? Just one. I think that it's one and it's operating the way it's been set up to operate yep. since the beginning. So, um, I don't know that some people may get upset about that, but you know, I, I, I can't, I can't be upset about that comment because I mean, if we know the history of, of the system, we know that essentially slave patrol was the first police right in the, in the, in the, these United States. Mm-hmm. Um, we know that after reconstruction, um, we know that that states were starting to make laws that uh, disenfranchised black people, right? They uh, there's a loitering law, right? They can't. Yep. You're free, but you can't stand in a, in more than a group of four, right? And if you do, then you're going to to jail, right? If you go to jail, then you're property of the state, and then you're back where you you're leased out to the state. To, well, at that time, you were leased back out to landowners to work on their estates until your sen- until your sentence was done, essentially, right? Right. So if the system has been working like that since the 1800s, is it not working the same way in, you know, the, two, the 2000s? Right. Just obviously we don't, you know, we're not a slave country. I mean, well... We may still be a slave country in some sense, but we're yeah. not a exclusive like, hey, you are enslaved to me. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I, I don't know. Um, I think, like I said, I think that there is one justice system that has been operating the way it has been intended to operate mm-hmm. for um, however many years it's been in play. Now, the funny thing about it is, or just... This is just me thinking out loud and, and, and feel free to, to chime in. We have judges. We're getting, we're starting to see more judges who are persons of color and mm-hmm. women and all these things that are into um, these, these positions. Right. And they're starting to tip the scales a little bit, right. To give, almost give more power to the people. It's like, well, I'm not going to lock you up for a, a dime bag of weed. Right. right. Whereas that was happening before. Um, so <clears throat> I say that to say uh, we see that some of the powers that be are fighting so hard to get their conservative judges in to. And, and this is a question. Maybe they're doing it to preserve that old system that they're so used to. I don't know. No, I. <laughs> I know it's a long it, thought, but it's just. But it's true. And, and I think the most important thing people need to pull from what you just said is we hear it all the time. The system is broken. The system is broken. No, it is not. The system works perfectly for who it was intended to work for. Yeah. So so that's why I, I go on my my rants and my tangents about voting. That's why, because the system created voting. Yeah. The same system that created voting is the same system that 
disproportionately kills unarmed black men and allows white men to to be arrested. Dylan Roof, yeah. Kyle Rittenhouse. Uh, hold on, what is this guy's name? So his name, the guy I was just talking about, uh, Jason Michael Message. Mm. He's a Minneapolis man. And, and I'll read the story to you really quickly. 48 faces three second-degree murder charges after killing his spouse and critically injuring young women next door during a violent fit of rage on Sunday night. It says uh, he began the spree just before 11 p.m., shooting his wife in the neck and torso before training his we- turning his weapon on neighbors. Michaela Sautler Outlaw, 12, and her sister, Kanisha Sautler, 29, who were outside loading a moving truck at the time. Michaela was shot in the head while Kanisha was shot several times in her leg and hip. According to the reports, Michaela was holding Kanisha's one-year-old daughter while the shots rang out and used her body to shield the infant from gunfire. I'm going to skip past the rest and read this last sentence. He was taken into custody after a standoff with cops at the home. This is on the New York Post. Yeah. So when somebody says a standoff, what does that mean? Well... To me, that means we we sitting out here. I got my gun pointed at you, and you got your gun pointed at me, and we seem to be having a debate at, mm-hmm. at some point. And somebody's got to somebody's got to go down. Mm-hmm. So, so it was said that he he fired his weapon several times. But the truth is, we don't know. We weren't there. The only thing we do know is that two people are two people are dead. One is in critical condition. He gets arrested. He's alive. He had a weapon. There's no there's no debate. There's no I'm not sure. He had a weapon. Yeah. And killed people. Yeah, and I think it sucks because I mean, you see it and and again, we see a lot of things that happen based on videos and evidence that we are that are shared through the media, right? Mm-hmm. So Take that with a grain of salt. Obviously, mm-hmm. we know that whoever's in, in charge will try to make it work to their benefit. Of course. But what we do see is, well, I th- like a lot of times with, with our situations, well, I thought he had a gun. Mm-hmm. Or I saw him brandish a gun. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, so are you saying just because you have a gun that gives you a license to shoot? Because... We saw what was that in Michigan? Was that in Michigan where all those cats, those white went people, to the, yeah, what, the and Capitol they had Builder. their freaking long guns, their AR-15s, yep. and yep, and everything was cool. Everything was copacetic, right? So it it sucks that we're that that it's almost like well, shit. We're, we presume well, we are presumed as a threat versus well, let's talk to them, let's figure this out, right? Yeah. And, and, you know, I was thinking about that the other day because I, I think I was looking at um, uh, what was my man that just died that they just released the video of where he was running away. Um, uh, Dijon, is that the him? one that was on the bike, Dijon Kizzy. He's running through the neighborhood or he ran through like a alleyway and they shot him. Sad part is there's so many yeah. that you you tie the stories together so one is Dijon Kizzy that was in California is that the one that you're referring to uh, I'm not sure there's so many um but you know I, like I said I was thinking I was like man 
like why why am i seen as a threat right like mm -hmm. why is just my very existence threatening to you right yeah but then you know i think about it like what are we fed when we watch tv shows who's always the bad guys in tv shows mm -hmm. who are they portrayed to be the the and i do my air quotes in here thugs and, yeah. and rowdy people who do they perceive that in in T tv shows movies everything that we consume mm -hmm. like that's what we see and that's what you you start to believe i mean hell i ain't gonna front there were times like i would be out and i'm like oh man they got on the hood what they gonna do mm -hmm. i mean let's just be real yeah. we, we've probably all been there yeah. right and At it's hard point. to to it's hard to to come to terms with that fact that you were like that mm -hmm. i mean eventually you have to realize at some point in your life as a black person, especially as a black male, you probably at some point were a black white racist. Like, you know what I'm saying? You, you probably had these tendencies that you looked at your people some type of way. Mm -hmm. And it's not your fault. I mean, if you went to like me, I'm from a small country town, like wasn't a lot of black people. Mm -hmm. So, what I saw on TV was how I interacted. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So that yep. was what I knew. And then I got older and went out into the world and was like, it's not like that at all. So yeah. I don't know. And and I came from from Inkster, Michigan, uh city city outside of Detroit. And the funny thing is it was pretty much all black. But what you saw was all the stuff that other people said about black people. And you find yourself saying the same stuff like, Yeah, black people man. Yeah, they don't. Black people don't, can't have, never have anything nice. You yep. you know, like those sayings, yep. the the small stuff, and that's where I agree with you one hundred percent. It's it's those type of things that I bought into, as opposed to saying, "Wait a minute, this community was created intentionally." Yep, you were put in this situation of poverty with a whole bunch of other people in poverty, and then somebody dangled a carrot in front of somebody's face. What do you think is going to happen? Yeah, and and I had to check myself similar to what you're saying, I had to check myself and stop making it about the people who were a victim. Uh, they were not the cause. They were the effect. Right. We never want to talk about the cause. It's always the effect. Oh, look at them. Look at Chicago. They out there killing themselves. Why do you think all of them woke up or, or, or were born and said, I cannot wait until I'm old enough to kill other black people. Yeah. It didn't happen like that. It doesn't happen that way, but nobody acknowledges that. And it's one thing when a white person says it. It's a totally different thing when a black person says it. And it burns me up. Yeah. Me too. And you know what? That just that just made me think of something. So the attorney general for Kentucky. Mm -hmm. Please tell me you've been following this fella. You you haven't. You haven't. I can see the look on your face. Daniel Cameron. Is that his name? Daniel Cameron? Oh my goodness. He's black. He's brother. He's okay. brother. Okay. I think his name is Daniel Cameron. Let me let me check the internets yeah, okay pull it up. um yes daniel cameron daniel j cameron born november 22nd 1985 he is an american politician aka the attorney general for the state of kentucky it says he was a former football player where did he play ball at i need to know because I need to know uh, 
I need to know about that. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, well, let me you know, let me talk a little bit more about this brother. He was born in E Town, so you don't know anything about Kentucky. E Town is Elizabeth Town, Kentucky. A lot of good distilleries there, whiskey distilleries. Okay. So very very popular bourbon place, bourbon country. Yeah, it's a bourbon. It's it's part of that bourbon trail that Kentucky has. Yeah. His mother was a professor at E Town Community College. His father owned a local coffee shop. Okay. He went to John Harden High School in E Town. And he won a scholarship um, in honor of Mitch McConnell. It was a scholarship named in honor of Mitch McConnell. <laughs> and he attended the University of Louisville. Okay. He played football at the University of Louisville in two, 2005 and 2006. So I'm thinking that he probably walked on because if he just played two years, Generally, they may, they may, that usually is what happens. Mm-hmm. He was a defensive. Oh, okay. He's a defensive back. Came off the bench in two games. Okay. Graduated from Louisville with a bachelor's in, bachelor's of science in 08. And got his JD from the University of Brandeis Law, School of Law, where he was the Student Bar Association president. Mm. He is the Kentucky Attorney General's brother. Mm-hmm. He is also the, the the fella who he's a Republican, <laughs> and nothing wrong with that. Not at all. Nothing wrong. Well, there are many black Republicans. Mm-hmm. We are not black people are not a monolith. Um, but this fella still hasn't brought charges to the people who killed Breonna. Right. And he and he was on TV last week. And, you know, he's like, well, you know, we got to do a thorough and thorough investigation. And, you know, everybody, we guess there's still stuff we're looking at. And we want to make sure that we give everybody a fair opportunity here. Right. Anyway, this brother is also, it's, it's, it's interesting. He got this scholarship that was this Mitch McConnell scholarship because he's Mitch McConnell's dude. Like they say him and Mitch McConnell like this. Mm, right. Interesting. Okay. What I have also heard through the grapevines of Kentucky politics is that this dude may be the next Mitch McConnell. They're grooming him to take Mitch McConnell's spot. Because here's the reality. The reality of it is Mitch McConnell is not that pop he's popular, but he's not that popular. Yeah, people don't like him. So it's like what can we do to keep the power mm-hmm. in Kentucky? Well, let's go find us a young black guy and who's a Republican, and we're going to groom him to be just like us. Yes. And that, I think, is what's happening Wow, to this brother. He is an interesting brother. Um, he's been catching hell because, you know, they've been riding and marching and everything else in the streets of mm-hmm. Louisville. And he was out with his, um, and they give him hell, nothing wrong with who you love, who you love, but him and his, his white fiance, they just out taking these engagement pictures together and everybody's been given black, black Twitter and, and black America has been giving him hell. Like, yeah. I can't believe you out here with this white woman taking these pictures and Breonna Taylor's dudes, the murders are still policing. Yes. Yeah. So it, it, to your point, can't help who you love, but all of it together looks very, very suspect. 
man, scholarship, Mitch McConnell scholarship. Mm-hmm. Play ball at Louisville. I, the way he is now, and and I don't know him personally. I don't know how he feels personally. I don't know if he's like I'm in this position and I need to tread lightly because when black people are in positions of power, what are, what are we always like? Well, I can't do too much because I don't want to piss lose this. It. Yeah, I don't want to lose it. And I don't want to piss these people off, right. right? And that's our problem. We need to get out of that habit. Truth. Um, but anyway, you know, I don't know. You, you got that. You got him tiptoeing around the issue like i didn't realize that that donald trump um endorsed him i didn't realize that but he did um and i don't know like it's suspect right like kentucky gets a, a a um democratic governor but your attorney general is your Kentucky attorney general is this black Republican dude. Yeah. Young dude, too. I mean, yeah, 85, 85 34, right? 35. Uh, that would make him 35, right? Yeah. 35 or 36. 34, 35. 30, yeah, going on. Some. Yeah. So I don't know, man. It's just. If if this were if this were the drug game, uh, the police would have a, a, a RICO case that they're trying to build yeah. with all this <laughs> evidence. Like, oh, man, we got we to gotta put this together. Yeah, there, this, some, this, this is a puzzle. This sounds real RICO-ish right now, but. I mean, that's a great point. That's yeah. a great point. And it sucks because there's there's so many layers and levels to how bad that is. Again, it doesn't matter who. I've never cared about who somebody decides they want to be with. Yeah. But I would like to tra- check the track record because a track record, if you only do one thing and it's not what you are, then 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 I ask questions. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, I don't know about you. I don't buddy. know about you. It'd be different if like, you had black, white, Asian, African, Hispanic, black, black, white, white. If it's white, 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 and you're black, that means there's something in you that I don't want to do with the black. Yeah. And that's a that's that where it becomes a, a you have some issues personally you have to deal with. Yeah. So that's why I always ask those type of questions. And 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 his whole like his whole everything is just weird to me. Like uh, he. Uh, so he's the first African American Attorney General in the state of Kentucky, right? Like, it just seems like because where did this brother come from? Like, how did? Because and I don't know where the law school he went to is. Brandis. Uh, Brandis. It, it's in. Oh, it's it's Louisville. Oh, it's okay. Louisville. So uh, the University of Louisville's school is the Louis D. Brandis School. Okay. Of law. So he went to law school at Louisville. Okay. So you know. I need to know how did he get what circles did he get in while he was there, right? Because who was like, you know what, you would be good to run this, yeah. Because again, he's a young dude, yeah. He should like, be a lawyer, yeah. not just a walk-on football player. They're like, screw that, go be a lawyer, yeah. And then I'm gonna make sure that you become this person. <laughs> That's right? an interesting transition. Very interesting again. Tra- and 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 not saying I mean it's there are many football players yeah. who are lawyers. We doctors, doctors. Yeah. yeah. One of my, one of my, um, <clears throat> one of my team, former teammates, uh, is a doctor. Now. Mm-hmm. So it, it happens. Yes. Right. Um, but it's interesting, like his whole, and then th- some of the things he did when he first got, and I'm sorry, I'm going off on a tangent on this brother, but like when he got into office, he halted all abortions in Kentucky, like during the, well, no, this is not when he got in office. 
So this this is kind of sinister. So coronavirus hit, right? So you already know Kentucky's one of those those states where it's like have your baby and abort- abortions are wrong. Like they think everybody's getting an abortion, like like it's fucking hotcakes, right? Yeah. Like, um, but as soon as the coronavirus hit, like, and they were like, "All right, the stay-at-home order." He called for a halting of abortions in Kentucky mm-hmm. during the coronavirus pandemic. So. Think about that now. It, they probably would. That, technically, it's an elective surgery, right? So all elective surgeries were halted anyway. Mm-hmm. Why did he need to come out and say, "Hey, we're going to halt abortions here in the state of Kentucky"? That's what not, you, you you feel me? Yeah, here? that sounded like an executive <laughs> order that was put in there. Several states who now, uh, after, it's illegal. Yeah, it's it's definitely illegal, but like. But it's like we're not ending it; we're yeah. halting it because of coronavirus. But but the sinister part is, you at what point does he? What do they say in Kentucky that coronavirus isn't a thing anymore? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like these are the right. these are the 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 small those nuances. It's like ooh yeah. ooh. He ain't came out and said abortions are back on. Yeah. Yeah, I got you. And and now people are like, well, I like him. He's a good old boy. You know, he's mm. he's for this. He's against the board. He's, for, you know what I'm saying? Like He's one. He's a good one. Yeah. yeah. So now it's like, well, oh he's a good God. old boy. And Is I don't, and like I said, I don't know this man personally. I know what I see and what I read about him. And what I see and what I read about him, I'm like, A, they are grooming you to be either the next senator of Kentucky or they are grooming you to be the next like president, vice president, something of the head in Washington. And and and, and what's interesting is anytime these folks just pop up out of nowhere, you got to think. Yep. And and uh I feel like I'm always on his tail, but I, I got to say it. Uh President Obama was the same way. Yeah, he did come out of nowhere. He like came I didn't out know, of- know. I was like, "Oh, who is this young senator?" I mean, literally, he gave his speech at the at the uh, Democratic National Convention, and everybody's like, "Holy shit, who is yeah. this guy? Who's he? He's a one term senator, yeah. senator." And it was like, "Dude, this dude is phenomenal. Yeah, let's let's pick him." Maybe the same thing happened with this brother. Maybe. I mean, maybe he, you know, he's like, "Yeah, this is." Yeah. You know, I'm yeah. I'm that good. Bring me along, right? Or maybe they're both. Put in those positions. Maybe. Sarah Palin, same way. Like, yeah. who was she? Yeah. Alaska? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how he went out and found her. Like, <laughs> I'm like, how did that happen? Yeah. Alaska? Yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah. But, but it's just, it's just crazy. It is. And granted, like, that case is still open. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, they're still working on it. I guess they are. The people haven't been arrested and, and people have been marching at his house. Um, for months. But here's what here's what trips me about that trips me out about that, and then I'll move on to because because we, yeah. we can probably stay on this for a long time. Yeah. Uh, the 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 no knocks. That law was changed, right? Um, I don't know. Is that what it was in Kentucky? I every everywhere is different. Yeah, I, and I thought that the the one piece of legislation that was changed was a no knock warrant is no longer something that can be done. 
You still have to get a warrant. In Kentucky? In Kentucky. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, and, I, and I'll pull it up and search it just again to, to confirm it. But yeah. You still got to like, get a warrant, but the no knock, they have to now, knock and announce. Yeah. Which, which would basically say, okay, something was wrong. Something was wrong about this whole situation. Yeah. This was done incorrectly. Well, and I think, and just knowing what I know, mm-hmm. um, I think that there are some situations where police officers feel as if, if I knock and announce and I am looking for, let's say I'm looking for cocaine, mm-hmm. right? If I knock and say, Hey, po- police, right. Um, what, you know, people in the house like, Oh shit is the police. And they start dumping the drugs. Down of course. The train, right. So course. I understand it. Yeah. It, it, so I, I get how that happens. But, but the problem is it's, it's again, it's, this is what I always talk about. The evolution of racism, hatred, inequality, uh, injustice. That's a part of, think about that. Like, yeah. yeah, we know that people are probably going to do this if we give them the heads up that we're here. Yeah. But how is it still that it's people of color that are the ones that are ending up dead yeah. primarily? And, and, you know, I just wonder, I mean, and, and we can what if, right? If ifs and buts were candy and nuts, world be a sweeter place. So we could be like, well, what if they went into a, a very nice neighborhood and mm-hmm. did the same thing? Mm-hmm. Would it have happened the same way? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um Nah, yeah, you're right. So yeah, I don't know, man. This is and and here's the thing: not to knock like police officers, but like when we see the ones who bring these people in, who if they were like us, they probably get killed, right, or, or at least shot at. Mm-hmm. Like they're able to do it. That's what you're supposed to do. Yeah, right. So it sucks that these guys are doing what they're supposed to do, and trying to do a good job, but they're getting ridiculed. Well, you brought this guy in, but they shot this guy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So they're comparing this set of officers to this set of officers. And I don't think it's fair to them, right? Yeah. Like, cause these guys are like, well, hell we're doing what we're supposed to do. And they're, it's not yeah, us. It's not right? our fault. Yeah. It, and so, so here, here's my, my thought to that. And, and real quick, the yes, Louisville council passes Brianna's law. So it's called Brianna's okay. law no and it's banning no knock warrants. Okay, cool. Um, but but it's interesting because the cha- the one of the one of the issues that a lot of folks have with policing in general is that the 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 thought is you got good cops and bad cops. That's what everybody yeah. says, right? Yeah. But some people are like, no, you got bad cops and worse cops because the cops that aren't telling on the bad cops are also just as bad. Yeah. So because there's this huge gap where people the the people don't know exactly what's going on behind closed doors. All they can do is uh, give their thoughts. Yeah. It's based off of what they've seen. So primarily, and you mentioned this before, like people who are in positions of, I don't want to say authority, but they're in the spotlight. Yeah. Like, like the, the AG for uh, Kentucky, he's in the spotlight, but he put himself in the spotlight because that's something that he wanted to do. If he didn't want to do it, he wouldn't be there. Right. Yeah. He opened him. He opens himself up to ridicule and criticism from the general population because that's the field he chose to be in. Yeah. You want to be a public figure. You have to be able to accept that. And as a public figure, you have to understand that all people have to make their judgment is what they see. Yeah. That's all you got. So, and I want to, I want to, I want to talk about this real quick because we, you know, you just said, you know, there's, there's the people who say good cops or 
bad cops and worse cops for not saying things. So are you familiar with uh, Chris Dorner? No, you're not. Okay, so Chris Dorner, I don't know that there's been a big movement of people because people see Chris Dorner as a as a as a martyr. So Chris Dorner was a military guy. I think he was a Navy guy. Um, he served in the Navy. He killed four people in t- in ten days. He but he was a uh, he's a black dude. He was a LAPD officer. Now Chris Dorner was an officer who had just got out the Navy, mm-hmm. joined LAPD, thought it was going to be the shit, right? Like, cause it was, it, it was what he was, I think he was doing in, in the Navy. Um, he noticed some officers doing wrong. He reported it to internal affairs. And then after he reported it, like little things would happen to him. Like he, I think they said he tried to like swipe into the building and there was a sign on the, on the the key card reader that said Chris Dorner's a snitch. And like all the time he was always in trouble. Like he was always, and I'm air quoting, he was always in trouble. Something was going on. And um, every time he would try to say, Hey, look, this isn't right. He was either ridiculed or they literally like hazed him. So he was like, screw that. He, he, I think he killed, um, you know what I'm talking about? This is the dude that they found him in his cabin. Yes. And yes, yes. Yes. I was like, the name sounds so familiar. Yeah, I know. Okay. Yes. Yes, so, I do know and him. And you know, he killed like, what did he kill? Like four people, four, four police officers yeah. that, that were involved in all of this dirty stuff. Yeah. Or like, I think he, and you know, I don't know the full, you have to read the story. Mm-hmm. Chris Dorner is his name. Don't yeah. let me, don't take what I'm saying for what the it gospel. is. Cause, yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I'm not sure. But he wrote like, hey, look, I knew this was wrong and y'all may think that I'm fucked up for killing these people, but they needed to die because they were literally hurting other people. And 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 then he killed, well, in our air quote, he killed himself of a self-inflicted gun wound. But didn't they also say that the, the cabin that he was in burned down? Um, if I'm not mistaken, it was know. something weird like that where it's like, yeah, just it burned down. We don't know what happened. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But, okay. I'll look that up too. But either way, yes. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I think he killed like some of the other people in his his unit or mm-hmm. whatever. But, you know, there, there's been this big movement that, that people are like, well, he's a martyr because he saw it going on. He went, he did everything right to, to, to report it. Mm-hmm. And then he was ridiculed and he's like, well, if you're not going to do nothing, I'll take I'll it to my own yep. hands. So, I'll handle it myself. Yeah. So I, and, and I've, I've read, I haven't read this whole manifesto cause it's it dumb is long. Wrong. I'm sure. Yeah. Cause I mean, obviously he'd been thinking about this. Uh, but, <laughs> and, and let me pause. Right. So that's the difference between these manifestos from these kids who go and shoot up schools versus somebody like this. It's more heartfelt. Number one, it's more detailed, number two. And then number three, it's going to be longer because it's based off of fact. Yeah. These folks that are creating these things, it's, I was treated bad. Somebody, you know, they were bullying me and this happened and that happened. And, and you can't even corroborate it sometimes. So it's like, yeah, you know, it's just different. It's kind of like Kaepernick versus Jonathan Isaac when they have that conversation. Yeah. Cap was sure of himself. Jonathan Isaac was not. So it's like, that's also something that, again, as a person of the public, that's what I look at. Yeah. How confident or comfortable are you with what you're talking about? Because that means you've thought about it. 
If yeah. you're not, maybe you're not a good speaker, or maybe you you are putting on. Yeah, don't know the don't know the answer to that. And and I'll say this: I mean, I'm not I'm not trying to glorify this guy at all, but we're making a point here. Mm-hmm. Just to what you said, it's more thoughtful. Like he wrote in this manifesto, and I quote: "He said they conspired to hide." and suppress the truth of misconduct on others behalf. Cause they were literally, they, he, and I think he wrote in his letter, like they were planning stuff on people. Mm-hmm. And he said, your parents, now he's talking to the people that he, the, the, the kids of the people who shot, he said, your parent will have, the, will have their name on a plaque on the fallen officers Memorial in DC. But in all honesty, your parents name will be a reminder to other officers to maintain the oath. They swore and to stay along the shoreline that has guided them from childhood to that of a local state or federal law enforcement officer. He's saying, look, I'm not, I'm, I'm saying I, I killed them because of this. And if you don't like start listening and paying attention to what's going on around you, other people are going to do the same, same. thing. So, I mean, he's not like telling people to go out and kill people, but he is letting you know this, what I, what I did. I am not the only person who feels this way. Mm-hmm. Like there are other people who feel this way and who will do the exact same thing with no remorse. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's kind of, it's a heavy wow. letter. Wow, that's it's a heavy letter. But anyway, we run out of time. I, I hate to end on something heavy like that. Yeah, because there's so much to talk about still. But um, I, I do want to bring this up because this is important. Uh, Chadwick Boseman passed after a four-year battle with cancer. I had no idea he had cancer nor did the rest of the world and i guess i guess that's why he always looked just so defeated all the time because you you'd see him in interviews he'd never smile he just you know makes sense yeah but but it's it's crazy because i don't know if you watched the the five bloods yet the spike lee movie i have not watched it yet it's a good movie and and again i watched this way before i knew anything about this you know probably a month or so ago now yeah um but one of the co-stars in that movie actually did an interview and he he broke down crying in the interview because he said you know he's like i i've i misrepresented who chadwick bozeman was to my wife i was so excited to work with him and my wife asked me what it's like and he said i was like you know i think he's one of these guys where maybe the fame of the black panther fame got to his head he's got people rubbing his feet and holding his hand, his wife is there, and he's got all these other people around him. He's like, in all that time, I had no idea while he's doing all of his own stunts, while we're hiking through the mountains in Thailand, through the jungle, he's right there with us. I had no idea that he is going through surgeries and chemotherapy and all these procedures to try to stay alive. And he broke down. And the reason why I wanted to bring this up is because Chadwick did something that only one other movie that I can think of in my time was able to do. And it was a cartoon. And that was the Lion King. The Lion King was the first movie that I can remember personally that brought a sense of dignity and, and regalness to Africa. No other movie that I had seen before black Panther made me feel the way I feel about the continent. And, and and it's that way because I look at my children who watch these movies, yeah, 12 and 4 now, but watch these movies, they know the characters, they they connect to them, they see a picture of Chadwick, my four-year-old specifically, says, hey, it's, it's Black Panther, hey, yeah. it's Killmonk, they know these characters, 
they see people of Africa and they don't laugh. Yeah. They don't say, oh, how black he is. Why he got that thing in his lip? Why? Because it normalized our culture yep. for people who otherwise would not have seen that. Yep, I agree. And and the power that he brought and the level of respect that he brought to us for our culture, can it, it may be duplicated at some point, but prior to that, it had never been done before. Yep. And And I have the utmost respect and sadness that he's gone. Because it wasn't just Black Panther. He played Thurgood Marshall. He played Jackie Rock. You know what I mean? Like yeah. these are prominent people in our community. Message to the or from the king, yeah. the movie where he was going to get the people who had done something to his family, his he sister. Killed his sister. Yeah. yeah. It's like protecting black women. You know what I mean? It's yeah. everything that he seemed to have done without even realizing it had a point. And yeah. the point was way bigger than him visiting these children in the hospitals that are suffering from cancer. Yeah. He was probably getting his therapy in that. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and then him saying these children were, their parents are like, yeah, I think he's just holding on because he wants to see the movie. He wants to see the movie. How can that break a man down? Yeah. So many ways. Who's going through the same thing and the parents don't even know. Yep. Because he never, I mean, he never really publicized it, didn't tell a soul. Like, he's like, this is my, and and a lot of times, I mean, and, and I know we're over time, but whatever, like, this is, this is important because as black men, when we go through something like this, we don't tell anybody or True. we just, oh, I'm fine, I'm fine. Yes. And yes. we just write it off. But like he went through this battle and I'm sure his, his close family and friends knew, but mm-hmm. he went through this battle essentially by himself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So it's just, yeah, it's just tough. And and I, I'm, glad, I'm glad you said that because I'll end my point here. It is so important uh, for us to be I'm trying to think of the best way to say this. We have to be intentional with everything that we do. We have to be. You you can't accidentally fall into things anymore. You got to get to the point where maturity and intellect, intelligent, whatever, starts to come together. I don't know if he was one of those guys that was like, I'm too tough, or if he understood something that we didn't, which was what I'm trying to do with this movie or this movie is so much bigger than me I don't want people to take away from the impact yeah. by worrying about me. Yeah. That could 100% be what it was. But to your point, black men, go to the doctor. Yes. Get checked out. If something don't look right or feel right, go figure out what it is. It's not going to you, make you less of a man. No, not at all. It's nothing wrong with being here for your family. Nothing wrong with it. So, again, prayers to, to the Bozeman family. Um to all the the young kids like my kids who looked up to him and and talk about Africa almost nonstop it seems like now yeah um that's powerful it is yeah. it is so well and again i mean like what we say therapeutic podcast and it's for us so yeah. get get your ass out there and go to that doctor yes, don't man. don't be old school with it and be like oh no i'm fine cuz yeah. that that'll get you killed yes sir so um we are going to disappear on that note so we out peace